Welcome to Synergistic Healing. I'm your host, Kristen, and today I'm talking with Kara Malone, a holistic mindset coach and energy guide who helps successful entrepreneurs break through limited mindsets and depression. Karen is my go-to source for all things mindset. She is the master. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because she shares some of her best tips for breaking through those limited mindsets that we all hold on to and the tips and tricks to shift your mindset to reach your full potential. So you guys are going to love this episode. It's jammed packed. We also have a special guest host, Stephanie Warren from Stephanie Warren Wellness. So let's dive in and get started. Today, we're talking to Karen Malone from KarenMalone.co. And Karen is a holistic psychic mindset coach and energy guide. She is helping people break through limiting mindsets and depression to move past blocks into living their full potential. So today, we're going to talk about the mindset and why it's so important and how it impacts us and the shifts we have to make in our mindset to kind of live in our full potential. And so welcome, Karen. We are so happy to have you today. So do you want to tell everybody a little bit about kind of how you got into this mindset work and then we can dive into like what we need to do to make those shifts to, to live our full potential? Yeah, great. Thank you for having me. Um, so, you know, the mindset work um, started probably, um, it's probably been about 15 years. Um, the practice itself has been evolving for 20, almost 30 years if I back myself up way back to personal training days. And uh, currently uh, working, simply just call myself, you know, Kara Malone, it's no big company name for sure. Um, a practice where helping guiding women back into sort of the um, capacity that they always thought they could. So reaching someone's mental potential is always spoke out to me from the days of personal training, never quite figuring out what, what made that person show up and work out consistently, follow the guidelines, feel amazing, and stick to it. And if you were doing the same regime with someone else, what was in that mindset that caused that person to not be able to achieve, not be able to withstand? It was, it was really fascinating to me. That's what led me down the path to uh, really experience, you know, get my professional coaching certification was um, a piece of it, but it wasn't until the study of the mindset and neuroscience um, that truly blew my mind when I realized 40, 50,000 thoughts a day and 80% of those thoughts are negative. And the statistics around that are um, it, really staggering. And especially in, um, not to be biased you know, toward male or female, but females still have not fully evolved to the emotional capacity, I would say, to withstand society the way that men have, because they have been in the workforce a lot longer. They, you know, they've been the hunter and gatherers a lot longer. We were the nurturers. We were the ones who were sort of put in this box to have babies, take care of the family, nurture people. We, we weren't quite told um, that we had all these other capacities for a long time. So, you know, this has been going on, you know, for, uh, you know, I know right now I can go back three or four generations in my own family and have had these conversations with a grandmother and my own mother. And, you know, even just learning about what the environment was now. And as we were talking, we're learning about the amazing environment that's exploding right now with the information um, that we have about um, the way that the mind works, uh, the way that um, we can understand sort of what, what potential really means. 
and it has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with um, motivation. It has, oh, uh, you know, I'd be willing to say it's, it's, it's 95% mindset. And, you know, maybe that other 5% is sort of genetic. And if you speak to a physician today and they ask, you know, what makes that athlete uh, reach that or what makes that person's body look like that versus that body, um, an MD would probably talk to you about genetics. But the study that neuroscience has and, and, and the, just the background of studies that we've been able to accomplish, even with MRIs and, and machines that we just didn't have in the past, um, can show you something very different and show you something very different about the way that the mind works, the way that thoughts process, the way that you react to information. Um, even in the context of just a sentence will change the energy and the form of the way the synopsis of the mind is shooting information out. So if we could, if we could have um, a quick tutorial, if you will, for women that said, if you would spend five minutes with your mind every day and feed it like you would feed a flower or a child, imagine what you could do if you made a consistent practice out of this, just to keep it that simple. And there's just um, the impact alone about rewiring the information. You know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, cells that fire together, wire together, thoughts that fire together, wire together, um, is very impactful to give you, um, you know, like evidence, if you will, of how you are actually sort of increasing what I call your potential because you're shifting your mindset. You're shifting the way that you believe that you, you have rules in your mind that you don't know you made and it's time to break the rules um, because we designed them. We designed them through information that we heard when we were really young. We were designing this information from what we heard from our parents, from our teachers, from our peers, and it's been collecting and collecting data and data and data. And, um, and unless we actually learn to um, grab a hold of that information and realize that we can retrain, reframe, and reinvent the mind, um, then we've got something to play with here. We have a lot of potential to play with here. And I, and I say this because I'm sure you'll have questions in a second. I'll put this final thought in as I continue. <laughs> I say this because I'm a product of clinical depression. I'm a product of mindset work. I'm a product of, I've taken care of myself on a physical level. I've taken care of myself in a way that wouldn't look like there was mental illness. But when there's a chemical imbalance, there's truly something um, that is off and is in its treatable. Um, and um, yes, I took uh, antidepressants, I, uh, pills for, I want to say almost 10 years um, and then weaned off them. And when I was weaning off them, I introduced myself to nutrition, um, a really intense nutritional program so that I was flushing my body with, you know, with a lot of um, nutrients. Um, I noticed a shift in that, but it, again, the, the final um, push of the, what I would call the evidence, if you will, was in the neuroscience and the capacity to be able to, to literally rethink your way into growth, rethink your way into your potential, rethink your way into new possibilities that had nothing to do with motivation, had nothing to do with um, anything other than intention. I thought it was really interesting, and maybe you could just speak a little bit more about this, but you use the phrase, um, feed your mind. 
Can you talk a little bit more about that in reference to, you know, I, you were saying like if women spent five minutes feeding their mind, um, just like you would water a plant or feed a child, what would that actually look like in practice? So there, I call them simply just mindset rules or remapping. So you want to remap the information. Um, but so first I would, I would write down what you're thinking now, you know, what is your process around a goal right now? Or, um, you know, we have to look at our negative thoughts. Um, we have to look at them and own them and uh, let that be sort of your baseline. You know, it, is it, what are you repeating to yourself? And when I say, look at your thoughts for five minutes a day, if 80% of them are negative, we've got some work to do. And that's what the statistics prove. So I don't want you to pay attention to the 20% that's working for you. I want you to pay attention to the shit that's not. And that means I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I don't know how. It's all of those limited beliefs. And I know these terms are being thrown out there a lot, but, but if we could just back off all of the terms for a second and say, are you spending five minutes every morning when you wake up with intentional thinking, intentional thoughts. And this is, this is taking it a step further from just saying, I'm, I'm in gratitude um, or I'm going to be in prayer. This is like intentional work to say, you know, am I waking up and really feeling in your body and in your mind? How do you, what are you saying to yourself? Um, and you're waking up and say, God, I look like shit this morning or, you know, oh my God, I, you know, I didn't eat enough um, greens yesterday. I, I, I didn't drink enough water yesterday. Are you starting your day off, you know, feeding this already overwhelmed mindset? Right. So, Thinking about all the shortcomings, like I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So, right? you know, I'm not going to have this great day today and kind of already digging yourself this hole. Already starting. So the five minutes, if it's intentional means there's rules. I, I like to talk to women about what's their tolerance around complimenting themselves. What's your tolerance level around uh, receiving um, compliments? What's your tolerance level around? And you can immediately tell from usually women are a lot more sensitive to put that wall up and not want to hear it. And so that is a lot of mental mapping that has been programmed. Again, if that if you take 100% responsibility for knowing you took that information and you stored it and you believed it, we can flip that stuff around. We can take 100% responsibility, take it back, take a look at it, and you know, look at what is the information we're feeding ourselves, and we would change it. So are you willing to say, I refuse to tolerate my routine in the morning by negative thoughts? I choose to take um, a morning and spend five minutes on my intentional mindset that says, um, who do I want to be today? How do I want to feel today? Uh, it's not about what I'm going to accomplish today. It's about what I choose to do today with my life, with my mind. And I refuse to tolerate anything less. And if, and there's a breakdown to it as well. There's, there's before you can do it, you, you may need to write some things out. The affirmations, if you will, write things out that say, um, I choose to compliment my body. I choose to touch my body parts. Um, and give them love. I choose to look in the mirror and say, I love you. I choose to find more out about myself that I choose to improve upon. So it's, it's finding a way to be kind of honest with yourself. Um, but we do have to look at the negative, negative sort of thoughts. And um, we need to know what we need to work with.
because if you, you you can't work with something you don't know um but then we have to dig in and put some framework around it you know will are you willing to tolerate compliments today are you willing to compliment yourself um are are you willing to um treat yourself with more with more love and self-respect because what we do if we're not doing it for ourselves we're expecting somebody else to do that for us and often that's what I would call outside love, outside affirmation or outside um, sort of acceptance. And, and that will never meet our needs. We have to meet our needs. And yes, it's wonderful if your husband or your spouse or your partner can say, you're so beautiful today. Yes, that's wonderful if he's encouraging or they're encouraging. But what's more powerful is if it comes from you. And it's, again, I, I want women to expect this from themselves, not mm -hmm. from others. So what, when women go through this breakthrough and they, you know, create the baseline of negativity, they start to work through it. They have these intentional thoughts with the rules, the affirmations. What are some of the changes you're seeing women make kind of on the other side of this? Well, the first thing is understanding your, um, and I can't leave this out because it's important to know, because this is a practice that has to remain consistent for a period of time. And meaning like any habit that was created, um, if you're gonna break down old habits, you've got to stick with it. This isn't five days, this isn't 10 days. This is a good up to 60 to 90 days before you actually, again, the brain is super intelligent and, it, it, and it's, you have an emotional intelligence as well. It will pick up on your lies. A lot of these things are from deep rooted, right? Like you were saying, yes. from childhood, a lot of these are like imprinted deep and in, seated in yes. inside your, your brain. So it's not, you can't expect to just do it for five minutes a day for a week and be like, oh, right. I'm good to go now. Feeling, feeling good, baby. I'm on my way. Nope. And we have this beautiful thing. Um, and I don't know, um, I, I, I fell in love with this book by Stephen Pressfield. It's the, the War of Art. And he has this beautiful quick liners statements, the product of understanding resistance. And this is another portion of my mindset work is that you've got to understand that there's going to be resistance. Your mind, which we can, we can call ego, um, is going to fight for hell to not let this stuff change. It's what it knows. It's where it's comfortable. And the ego does not want to let go of it. So resistance has to be sort of uh, what I would call, um, it's um, if you've ever studied to watch someone um, use the martial arts Tai Chi, it represents the, what I would call the yin and the yang, you know, the push and the pull of the, the natural um, shifting of what's happening again in your mental maps and in your, your neurons firing at such an unbelievable processing rate, but they, they need to make new tracks. These, these neurons that are firing, they need time to create a new track. And in, in, in order to get it off that old track, you've got to lay down new track as much and as frequently as for as long as you can. And I love that you brought up the deep-rooted thing. And what I don't want people to think is that, well, this is how I've always been. I could have easily claimed I am clinically depressed because there's three generations of it in my family. I could have, I could have stuck to that excuse for as long as I wanted. However, <clears throat> the, the processing, you know, our brains is just a computer that we are programming. The processing can take place. 
but you know the science behind it is you do have to fire those thoughts consistently um and the deep rooted stuff again is going to do the witness simply is just resistance where's resistance coming up once you recognize that um it's and this is where i put tapping in um I, you know not everybody can run off to the acupuncturist get therapy done on the energetic movement through it but if you want to accelerate it a little bit um again this is not this is not a band-aid for it it has to be worked with cohesive consistency you know with your intention but tapping on owning the fear or the anger or the disappointment in yourself can you just tell people what tapping is yeah it's um it's it's a form of emotional freedom technique and nick ortner uh, is really where i started studying and um there's margaret lynch is a beautiful author as well she she taps on overcoming uh wealth issues or um what i would call probably um we all have like scarcity issues but um eft is literally tapping into um the meridians in in your um upper what i would call our upper limits and there's no massive science to it but it truly speaks to the 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 deeper ancient rituals that have been along since to me the beginning of medicine the beginning of studying healing and what we're doing is we're tapping on pressure points that simply are also meridians that are sending messages to the brain but when i say i bring eft in or tapping process in it's simply to affirm literally own and and recognize fear i fear that i will never be enough i fear that now that i've had you know 18 years of not being in the workforce that i'm not going to be able to make it i feel very overwhelmed by all the information that i haven't learned yet and even though i feel all this fear i love and honor myself anyway and so it's that's just one you'd go through three layers or three what i would call processes of using that very similar language and and going as far as you want in describing what that fear feels like describing um you know what comes up with it and then and then once you do that you can actually scale where you are before you even start with a pain of fear or the pain of you know another form of resistance um not enough is a typical one for a woman to feel i'm just not enough and um you can just find it in your body too you can literally scan your body and feel where it's in your body you know does your heart feel like it's racing too hard do you have a backache do you have a headache do you have a pain in your neck just and you know you can go through this and it you know within 5 minutes within maybe 7 minutes you can bring that anxiety down that overwhelm down um and then you've imprinted even more in mm-hmm. your and but to also acknowledge the things that we're still um working to improve like we are um amazing warriors we're bringing life to the world we birth life like we are miracles ourselves but we do have areas that we suffer um again just based on information that we just started picking up what people were putting down when we were in diapers and right. you know it's but it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves now and that's what are what are some of the things they can expect to see after instilling this practice yeah i think there's there's variations of it depending on what the outcome some people come into it with weight issues eating issues um but a big one for me obviously my clients come to me who are all are usually quite successful but they are suffering from depression usually because of overwhelm and over expectations of themselves and they don't know how to manage it so the outcome is typically um 
almost immediate improvement in their self. The moment you're self-aware, there's a sense of freedom. The moment you're self-aware of something, you feel like you found it. They're like gold nuggets. So when someone starts five minutes a day and then realizes their whole day had a different flow to it, they're kind of hooked. And yeah. um, so the outcome uh, would also be how you do one thing is how you do everything. So the moment that you start paying attention to your mind and how well that's working for yourself, it literally has an energetic effect on everything in your home and everyone in your home. Mm -hmm. So they used to use the term, when the mom is good, the whole family is good. When the mom is down, everybody's down, you know, and there's, there's a truth to that. But the outcome is, you know, first of all, self-awareness and doing it in a loving way versus that negative, negative self-bashing way that we've become quite pro at. And I would, and I would say also that the other result is they're owning it, taking personal responsibility for taking control over it, that you're no longer a victim. And depression, people who suffer from depression or haven't been able to break out of a chain of what I would just call, again, simply resistance of overcoming something, is that satisfaction that you just, you just stepped up one more layer on that ladder. You know, we, wherever your goal is going to take you, um, it's, to me, it's like a ladder. You just, you have to take one step at a time. You know, the goal is always going to be there. It's not going to go anywhere. It's okay. But if we don't take things incrementally and holistically, when I say that, I mean, again, mindset is a piece of it, but you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're eating shit in the kitchen all day long, but you're doing your mindset work, I'm sorry, there's going to be, there's going to be friction. There's going to be problems. If, if, um, and you know, and I don't, I'm not an advocate of meditating all day, but I want to have a piece of meditation in my day so that I manage again, um, my mind and give myself space for stuff to come in. So the, the outcome is always going to depend on the person's input. And if you have the commitment to yourself and invest in the time, the outcomes are exactly what it is that you call in. It's, it, you know, it also sounds like there's definitely this level of empowerment also that can then be taken and applied in many different avenues. So, right. you know, I might take this empowerment, this newfound confidence, this clarity and implement it in one way in my life where someone else might get that same feeling and they're going to implement it in a different way. So it's like right. you're really starting strong with building the base of that pyramid so you can just go upward. Upwards right. and onwards. <laughs> right. The foundation is so strong. The foundation is, you know, everybody's very unique in the way that they want to um, implement. Like for me, I layered it in my learning. You know, I layered in first, you know, physically and becoming fit or being the athlete. And then I layered it with nutrients and then I layered it with mindset work. You know, but again, if one element is what I would call, you know, the, the weak link, if you build the pyramid or if, if it's a stool, I like to think of it as three legs, you pull one out and it's gonna teeter. It takes a long, it takes longer. It would take a lot longer. Um, I, I, and again, it doesn't mean you have to become an athlete to succeed at this. It means you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. But the mindset work is the basis of showing up, the basis of how you, you know, that's where the true motivation comes from. It's, it's, it's for you to actually, you know, be a part of your own mind. 
you, you lead your mind. Don't let your mind lead you. You program your mind. Your mind isn't getting programmed anymore by outside sources. You're the programmer. Yeah, it's like that saying, you are not your thoughts. Right, right. Your thoughts do not define you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, too, one of the things that you're touching on that I think is important for people, too, is kind of when you're, like, with the empowerment piece is once you start to recognize those areas of resistance and, like, reprogram yourself, like you're saying, and you set those small increments, right, and you achieve one of them, the next one gets a little bit easier because your mind is like, yeah, I can do this. So it kind of, you're almost not tricking yourself, but it, it gives you that boost of confidence where you can be like, I did this one thing. Now I have this next small step to take. So I, I know I've done it before. I can do it again. And it kind of keeps building on, on one another. So you can climb higher up that ladder. Right. And again, the, the brain is so um, fascinating. Remember that Remember that pathway is getting built and the stronger that pathway is, it is implemental, but it's, it, it won't reverse on its own. And I like my clients to understand, they fear so much sometimes when they've made progress, because if someone, for instance, has started to diet, people who have been on diets, who've relied on the idea that a diet or changing your food alone is something that's going to give you outcome, they're fearing they're going to go back to their old ways. Mm. But what happens is when you bring your brain into it, and don't just, just feed the body information, but you feed the brain something, you have an advantage because you, 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 you're just not drawn to mess this part up because you've, you've built such a strong foundation. Your brain does not, what I would call, tempt you anymore. The ego is a lot less quiet. The ego can kind of sit in the back seat. We need it. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, and it doesn't threaten you as much. It's not going to, it, it's not going to be what I call, you know, that backseat bully. Um, but it needs to be tamed and it needs to be brought with it. So we know there's going to be resistance. We know, and anytime we try to implement something that's empowering us, we are going to have that flash ego show up. So it's a different part of your brain. It's not where your prefrontal cortex is operating off, you know, neurons. It, it's, it's, it's a very primitive piece and, and we cannot get rid of it. I mean, it's fight or flight for a reason. It's our survival mechanism, but but it hasn't caught up to the fact that we're not being chased by saber-toothed lions anymore. Right, it can't tell the difference. It doesn't know the difference, you know, and it doesn't know the difference between excitement and fear. It's, a, it's right. an emotion that shows up and it's caused by the same response system in the brain. So it's it's fascinating, but the more that you can tolerate the condition of doing what I would call that, that morning um, routine and then finding a way to implement it and, in the afternoon, you may need another reboost, even because your environment is different. When you wake, your environment is one way. Then you go to the, you, you know, you go to work and you could get popped right off. You know, we've all had negative feedback. Or we've all had things that pop us off our stool. You've got to jump back into your mental work immediately. Mm. You become resist, you know, resilient in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's another one of what I would say the outcomes of understanding mindset work is that it's your tool, but if you do not pick up the tool, it cannot work for you. So where can people get started? What would be the first thing that you would recommend people doing? Creating that baseline, like writing down all those negative thoughts? Would that be the first step that we could have people take? I think one of the first things that I do with a client is I ask, you know, exactly why. <laughs> I think people have to go back into that why. I, I even still use my why. Um, why? Sure. 
need to understand, first of all, I journal a lot and I, and I ask my clients to journal. Some, some listen, some don't. <laughs> but to understand your why kind of gives you a sense of self again. Um, the, the, the what I would say a great foundational thing to start with is it definitely, well, you could always grab my worksheet. There's a worksheet on my website. It's the first thing you could grab for free. It's that workshop that sort of talks really about the foundation, mental right. maps, um, how to map out your thoughts, what to do next, and really starting to understand it because it, it's really hard to say to someone, we're going to do, we're going to do some um, sort of emotional intelligence on you, you know, and, and then you're holding the bag, you know, you, you want your client to feel like um, you're going to start here, but I, you really need to know that they have to be in, in self, they have to be in the self of their why, you know, why does it matter to them? Um, you know, again, for depression or, you know, weight loss or whatever their, their why is, it's really not that product. It's the, um, it's something even more deeper than that. And it usually, usually comes down to um, all human um, condition comes down to feeling worthy. And why do you need that? And then the final thing we'll say, it's, it's going to also come down. I need to learn to love myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to find love within me. And, and then they start um, realizing that that is the core of, of accomplishing anything. You could follow. Um, I remember when I first started, I spent thousands of dollars on this coach, but I did none of the foundation work and I was never told to do the foundation work and it never meant anything to me. It never stuck because I wasn't, I really wasn't doing the, the work that people just don't want to put into it. I don't want to write it down. I don't want to look at it. Well, if you don't want to right. look at it then we can't, we can't take that next step. The mental mapping is super important. The why is super important. And then I would I'd put themselves on an unconditional routine, like the conditions of um, showing up every day for yourself. If you start, show up for five days and then show up for 10 days yep. and see, and, and then see what's happened, monitor yourself. And then, you know, everyone's a little different. Then they may want to look at, and now I have the energy to go look at my, you know, go look in my kitchen, what's in your fridge. And I would tempt them, you know, go, go zero sugar for three days, go zero sugar one day, you know, piece things in because everybody wants that. Everybody wants to feel healthy. Everybody wants a clear mind. Everybody wants to feel um, as though they're making a difference in the world. There's no question about it. It's a human condition. Um, but when someone's uh, feeling so overwhelmed and depressed, it's really hard to get them to even see a why. Mm -hmm. there's, there's that reality. And so for that process, um, it, it's all about would we find conditions to be in your gratitude work? And that would be the only thing we do for five days straight. Excellent. Um, to turn on the, your brain also needs to be flexed in that Simulated. arena. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you have a getting started guide right on your website that people can go and download right now. At yeah. It's alone.co. Yep. 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 They can grab awesome. that. And um, it's interesting. It's going to shake things up a little bit. It's, it's great. I, I can't wait to do it write it down I'm looking you know forward to it yeah <laughs> and we'll link to that too in the in the notes directly to that so people can find it easily yeah this has been really fascinating and i think you're bringing up so many important points especially about that foundation piece that is often looked over skipped over and which and that's one of the reasons why habits don't stick right right so i love that we spent a lot of time talking about you know the importance of really showing up for yourself and feeding your mind first thing in the morning, getting yeah. some journaling down, downloading your freebie, um, 
And then, you know, working with you would take it from there where you would incorporate the mindful practices, the tapping, and, you know, the deeper work that people need to show up to feel empowered, to have the confidence, to make the difference they want to make in the world and in themselves too. So it's really great. Um, and I love that you have the science behind it to back it's it up fun. and you yeah. really understand like how the brain works. Um, so thank you. That was, yeah, fantastic. you're welcome. I would just say this, and this is super important to understand that I've had clients from different ends of the spectrum. I've had clients that um, are 14 years old and being told that they have uh, learning issues and then that throws them into depression that don't have a clue about what they want out of life or whatnot, who have had success just, just by doing five minutes in the morning. And I've also had CEOs of multi-million dollar companies who are also suffering from depression, but can run a company and can manage everything and they can be under the radar and nobody knows they're suffering. So it's a high have, functioning depression. It's a very high functioning depression. And what saddens me is that, again, a lot of entrepreneurs get started and they burn out fast because they do not realize that they just need to take a look at what, what are they telling themselves? Because wipe that shit off the table and you've got yourself you're a new person in, in some ways. You just have access. Again, I, I don't like that word potential, but I keep using it. You have access to possibilities that are all in you. You know, as much as we didn't get into it, I'd leave with this. I have a very strong spiritual practice as well. I believe that we're all very divinely gifted. Uh, the source is in us. We were born. We chose this life. It's in our hearts. Um, if we can clear, another reason I do this mental mindful work doing the mental mapping is because we are clearing the way our intellectual intelligence is working one side, our emotional intelligence is working the other. And then you've, you've got to sink down in the middle because your knowing exists there and your desire exists there and all of your possibilities, um, your creations, everything that you don't know that you don't know yet sits there. So wow. we all need to do this work. No matter what level we are at, it will never be over. Wow. That's really inspiring. Yay. Awesome note to leave us on. <laughs> yeah. Good. It was a joy. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Thank you so much. Karen. I wish you try you. Great, 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 prosperous times and healthy lives. And thank you so much. I enjoyed being with you both. Thanks for listening to this episode of Synergistic Healing. If you liked it, be sure to rate it and share it with anybody who you think might benefit from it. You can find me at kristenbango.com where you'll learn more about natural health and our natural health group, Synergistic Healing. Until next time.